welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Krabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident Krabby Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Lydia, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> All right. This is so fun. You are a previous cast member of Real Housewives of Orange County, but you are so much more than that. You are the managing editor of Nobleman Magazine. You're a published author. You have a devotional out. You're a mom. You're a wife. So yeah. I'm really excited to chat. Thank you. Yeah, you can be lots of different things. And I try to wear lots of hats and wear them well. So you do. And I think you do. I think you well that you wear them well. So we were chatting a little bit before we started recording just a little bit about your time on that show. That's obviously I think where people probably know you from recognize you from. But I want to go back a little bit. I want to kind of like backtrack. And I know you share your life and your story really well threaded throughout everything you do but tell us a little bit about kind of like how you became a believer and what that yeah. journey looked like for you 100% so my family is interesting my dad had cancer when he was young when he was like 18 and then he healed himself through just his diet and kind of alternative medicine so he was a total hippie after that it was the 60s and so he loved the Beatles and the Beatles had a guru. So my dad followed a guru and actually started an ashram in India and had like long hair and talked about, you know, reincarnation and all these spiritual things. And then my mom is Catholic and Italian Catholic. So her parents, you had to be Catholic and it was very much not necessarily about faith more about tradition and the culture that we came from. And so those two people fell in love and were my parents. And so I went to Catholic elementary school and I was always encouraged to talk about religion. My father is super successful and has a media company in Canada. And so we were around a lot of famous people, celebrities, highly successful people. But I always at a young age felt that like I could see a lot of like dissatisfaction and just a lot of like, oh, they're successful, but like I'm seeing dysfunction. And so I was taught like always to question everything. And so like religion or just why are we here? Those types of questions were never shied away from at our dinner table. They were encouraged. And so just at a young age, I was like, yeah, what is it all about? And what do I want to be and why? And, you know, what is my life about? So I was really an interesting young little girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I also, you know, you your show is awesome. But I like think about being Catholic and like my first confession. I'm like, oh, geez. So yeah, that was it was very much like a lot of stuff kind of thrown at me at a very young age, but also encouraged. And so 
I actually went to a Young Life camp when I was in junior high. I started going to youth group because all of the cool kids were going. But I would literally go. I remember I would like drink a 40 for all of you like 90s kids. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go to this. All the cute boys are there. But I was kind of like scruffy around the edges and just like a little bit of a um, rebel, I guess. And so I went to my first youth camp and I, I didn't know anything about like a personal relationship with Jesus. I right. went to like mass and Catholic school. And then I was also taught about religion and kind of just felt like, oh, God is love. And I definitely believe in God, but they were telling me about Jesus and accepting Jesus. And I just remember they have you stand up at the end. And I just remember I didn't stand up. I was like, I still have way too many questions but I'll take this Bible and I'll like research it more. And so I started wanting to go to youth group more, not just because of the boys. And I started reading my Bible more for like seeking out, you know, if this is real, I want to know everything. And I think when you are honest with God and you like take him your doubts or your concerns, or you actually like give him an opportunity to show up, he shows up Yeah, and he'll reveal himself to you. And so that's just what happened for me in my life. And so I went, you know, I kept going to the youth group and I kept falling more in love with Jesus. And I ended up standing up and giving my life to him. And actually, that's how I met my husband. My um, young life leader had such a huge impact on my life. He would like pick me up and take me to the rock Miles McPherson's church in San Diego. And I would like have, you know, dinner with my family and then this cool, beautiful college girl was coming and I totally looked up to to take me to church and she just taught you know taught me like I'm a virgin and I don't drink and it was just very real and organic and it wasn't judgy or um like a list of rules it was more just a person explaining to me their faith and I didn't come with like all this baggage of like being raised you know doing that it just was it was cuz I looked up to her and I saw the fruit of her life and I wanted that yeah. as well And so when I graduated college, I was like, okay, that changed my life. I want to do that for high school kids. And so I walked into the youth group meeting to be a leader and Doug was across the room and he was sitting at a couch and I was like, yes, Jesus, I (laughs) love him. I'm all in on that guy. And we've been married for 17 years. Oh my gosh. Your story sounds really similar to my husband's in that we always joke that I'm so thankful that he was a little girl crazy because that's why he started going to church events was like Uh the girls were there. And I'm like, and now look at you. Like God could use whatever, like whatever route necessary. A hundred percent. I mean, that's why even being a youth minister for a while, like the kids that didn't stand or whatever at the end of the weekend, it's like, I'm that kid, you right. know, and you don't give up, you keep inviting, like you keep pursuing, you keep planting those seeds because it matters in like the Lord's timing, you know, he understands it and he'll keep showing up for them in their life. Well, and that those questions aren't a bad thing. Like it wasn't a bad thing yeah. that you had all those questions, like completely fine with that. Yeah. I love the idea that God is like, so big and created everything, but he's also so small and he's concerned about like the little things that you are. And so you can do, you can bring both of those to him and that he has authority over both of those. Yes, absolutely. I think about kids, like kids have so many questions. Oh, like 
and they yeah. right exactly like and yeah, yeah they maybe get a little annoying to us at some point but like <laughs> they ne- that never gets old with god he has really big shoulders even as an adult like i think we get conditioned to believe that we can't like question God. We can't ask him things. And it's like, no, like that's probably a, a big part of your faith growing is being like, I mean, why? <laughs> oh, even when we know, like I, I knew I wasn't supposed to do housewives anymore and God was calling me to leave it, but I wanted to do it. And mm-hmm. I didn't want in my prayer time to look like, okay, God, like I left, but then I was kind of bitter. And I was like, why would you have me do this just to leave it? And now I miss it. Like, I feel like Taking those concerns to him yeah. makes sense. Like when someone's sick in my family and I'm like, God, why aren't you healing? Like, where are you in the midst of this? I feel like in, instead, like that's a real, that's a real faith in God yeah. honors that rather than trying to look perfect to God. But then in your heart, you're bitter at him. Like he can handle. I love there's an image of the piece of paper and it's just covered in tears. And then at the bottom, it just says, amen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that, that's a real prayer. You yeah. Know? And that's an honest prayer and God will honor that and meet you there. But if you pretend like everything's fine, then it's creating a wedge. I mean, the same thing is in your relationship in any relationship, but in my marriage, like sometimes for me to be vulnerable and say this hurt my feelings and, and I'm just going to put it all out there we will come out of that stronger rather yes. than pretend that everything's fine. But then I'm going to get mad at the way he's driving. And it's right. like, that has nothing to do with that. Right. 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 Absolutely. Well, and that communication is just always so important. I want to talk about Real Housewives a little bit. Like, let's talk to me about, so you did season eight and season 12. Yes. You took a little break in between. Yeah. And we, we talked a little bit before, but I want, I want you to share it like on the air that you thought it was just going to be like rainbows and margaritas. I really did. I did. <laughs> I really did. I was like, I mean, and I've told the story several times about like how I got called to do the show and like laughing at them. And in all my interview process of casting, I literally was like, I kind of like your show, like I'm a crappy housewife. Like yeah. I want to get along. I'm actually like really fun. People like me. <laughs> right. Um, I don't want there to be drama. That makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm an empath, right? Which makes you a terrible candidate for the show. Percent. <laughs> but every season they're looking for a certain person. And I didn't know this, but at the end, when I came on, the girls were disjointed. And so they didn't need like another drama person. They needed a peacemaker. Yeah. And that, that, that's who they were looking for. And that's naturally who I am. So it's like, I'm in the interview saying, I want everyone to get along. And they're like, perfect. 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 Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm horrible for this. I didn't actually want it. I didn't, you know, necessarily know, but I, I was in the middle of a Bible study, which is a huge point of my faith is that women need to be in God's word. We need to be reading God's word. and, And that is why I wrote like my Bible study book, but I was in the middle of a Bible study. And the book was talking about like Nehemiah building, leaving the palace and going to build the wall. And I felt like God was really saying, Lydia, your life, like I put you in this palace, but you need to leave and go build a wall. And you don't know what that looks like, but it's going to be a ministry. And I definitely, even my pastor at the time, I don't go there anymore, but, (laughs) but he was like, no, because I went to him for advice and he was just like, that show is trash. Like, no. 
which is, you know, some of my friends said the same thing and they were just, it was coming from a place of wanting to protect me. Yeah. But mindset was just like, sometimes, you know, people probably told Noah, like, don't build the ark. You're crazy. No, like that's not what we're doing. Well, and God sent Job to a place he didn't want to go because he knew that those people were so far away from him. And God was still like, go. I said Job. I meant Jonah. Yeah. Wrong wrong (laughs) Jay. Yeah. So anyways, and P.S. like I shared my past, like I knew I was like called by the Lord to do the show. I just knew it. And, and I had that confidence even interviewing because I was like, this has got to be from God and he's got to open the door. And so he totally did. But in the process of doing the show, the first season, I like started kind of like drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. So when they asked me back to do a second season, now all of a sudden my like wanting to do it was like I got a taste of fame and fortune because they pay you good money and everyone knows you. So like if admitted or not, people know who are on the Real Housewives. So like you don't have to wait in line at the restaurant. Right. And like the whole world kind of opens up to you in a way that I never like knew really even existed or wanted for myself. But all of a sudden you're like, wow, this person is shaking, asking to take a picture. Like you kind of start getting addicted to that. And I felt like God was like, I was the rich young ruler. And he was like, okay, give it all up and follow me. And I was like, but I don't want to, like you gave me this and now you want to take it away. That doesn't make sense. But I was like, okay, Lord, I, I trust you. And so I, I said, no. And I'll, I remember Andy Cohen calling me and being like, Lydia, you have to do this. You know, this doesn't happen twice in a lifetime. And his voice and it's like, it's Andy Cohen. Right. So you're like, I know Andy, but like, I'm, I love Jesus. And he's like, wait, what? Who, okay. What? <laughs> 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, I need you to know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver some results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning. Nutrafol has three physician-formulated formulas using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Blake to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer they offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Blake. So yeah, we didn't do it for a second season and it was hard. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, I like laid down on my floor, like crying, like, Lord, I want to do it. Yeah. I just knew I wasn't supposed to. And I think that people can relate to that. If like, you're supposed to break up with your boyfriend, you know, he's not the one, but you're still with him. Like God has something better for you. Yeah. And 
he had something better for me and it was awesome. We ended up, I was got to be, you know, a mom again and be totally present. I had another baby and got to like experience having a baby without being on that show, which is very stressful. And then actually they called me back again and were like, Hey, Lydia, we want you to do the show. And it was such perfect timing because my husband and I were launching a business. And so we knew the power that Real Housewives had. We were like, okay, my husband and I like, we're like, we're going to do it for one season. So that way you can't get sucked back into it. The goal is to be a light, to show a functioning family and to talk about our Nobleman magazine. And so the Lord really blessed, I feel like my obedience and I'm not like preaching the prosperity gospel, but God always knows what's best for us. And and we walked away from a lot, but kind of like Job, he brought it back double time. So I feel like if God's calling you out of a relationship or out of a job or stepping into a place that's scary, that is faith. And that is what grow and you'll see God move. And if we're stuck always in this kind of safe zone, um, that's not where our faith will grow or where really God lives. Well, and I think one of the saddest things we get to see is people of faith get eaten alive by the spotlight and by fame and your obedience and willingness to step out of it. I think is probably why it didn't eat you alive because like you weren't finding your identity in it. I mean, how many times have we seen even like pastors then become mega pastors and have these huge platforms and then they have these falls from grace, Mm. you know, and it's, I think it's, that's why. Um, My worship leader in my church is going to be on the voice, which is awesome. But he just posted this and I loved it. It was basically, it said, the light in you has to be stronger than the light on you. And I just in this season, especially like on Instagram or whatever it is, like, you know, you can have your own celebrity in your own life. You don't have to be like on Real Housewives. Everyone struggles with this of like, oh, yeah, or whatever it is. And it's like the light in me is the most attractive thing and the most important thing. And all of the light that the world can give me is nothing compared to like being alone with Jesus and just worshiping him and loving him and being in his word and having his presence like they're talking to me. That's what this is about our yeah. journey. It really is. Absolutely. So was there conflict between like your faith and being on the show? Like were, were there moments that you felt like, like you had to compromise? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like the world. Hello. But also at the same time in my mind, and I don't know if this is true, but in my mind, I felt like it was the producers or Bravo or whatever, it was their goal to show contradiction, right? Like I were successful. We have a big house, but we believe in Jesus. Like, Oh, are you going to go to the drag queen show? But you believe in Jesus. Like it was a lose. And I do have to say that I was attacked mostly by Christians on like the Bravo website or my social media. They just came out to get me, which I found that's kind of what hurt the most. Like I would click on these people like, whoa, is this like a mom that would write this <laughs> public forum? This is nuts. And then her verse would be like, John 30, you know what I mean? And you're like, whoa, this is crazy. So that was interesting view of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Even with a significantly smaller platform and, and having never been on a reality television show, the worst comments I get and the worst DMs I get are always from believers. Oh, yeah. Always. 
And I'm just like, yes, that, that looks exactly like Jesus. Yeah. Spitting image. I love the quote too. Like um, even God waits for the end of our life to judge us. Like we're still yeah. in people. Calm down. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about your devotional freedom through faith. It just came out. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Yes. I wrote, it's a six week Bible study, which is super exciting. I do Instagram lives on my Instagram on Mondays. I just do like a quick little verse and a word and just kind of unpack the Bible a little bit. And I have gotten so many of my fans or followers or like, I want to read the Bible, but I don't know how, or I'm scared, or what's like a Bible study that you like. And I would get so many of those that I was like, you know what, I'm going to write a six-week Bible study. I've been leading Bible studies for 20 years. I'm just going to put like everything that I've learned through God's word and through all the studies that I've done through conversations with women and just do a six-week study. So I love it. And it's, for a believer that's been in the word for 20 years like me, or it's for someone that's never read the Bible before and has been overwhelmed by it. I just feel like my life has been transformed through the power of God's word. And I think that so many believers don't like pick up that weapon and God's word is alive and it's double-edged sword. And that means it can like convict us and encourage us at the same time. And I just have like a a real passion for women to know God's word, to be in God's word and allow him to speak and transform our lives. So I wrote this book and I love it. So it's six week study and you should get it and have your friends get it and you all should do it together. Yeah. I love something that you can do with people. Like even if you can't physically be together, being able to walk through those kinds of things together because- There is so much power in being in scripture. That's one of the things that we talk about a lot here is like, you can't know what you don't know. And like you are missing out on the fullness of a relationship with Christ if you're not spending time with him and spending time in his word, but also just the power of community and getting to do that together. And you just hear what someone else says, or even like when I was a new mom hearing that like everyone else wasn't, you know, their babies weren't pooping rainbows. I'm like, oh, perfect. Mine aren't either. Like we are in this together or, you know, whatever season of life that you're in, just to feel like you're not crazy and that everyone is stressed and their mind races bed or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, I'm not alone. This is normal. And like, this is what other people are doing. Cause that's my big thing is like making his word be applying today. And yeah. like, how can I be inspired today? What can I learn from this as I'm in the carpool pickup line? You know, like sometimes I go to services. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to, besides impressing someone that I read that story. I don't yeah. know how, find, how am I applying this to me? And there's so much that we can apply. I mean, every, every word. So I'm excited and I'm going to be doing my Instagram lives also that go along with the book now. So it'll be fun. I'm like starting a little community. So maybe we can talk housewives and having freedom in our life because I feel like we don't know how to, I think as Christians sometimes like really live a life of freedom. And I think so many of us just accept like, oh, I'm, it's okay that I feel anxious or it's okay. And it's like, that wasn't the way we were created. We're doing yeah. like our worldview to, to shape us. And we need to have a heavenly view. We need to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And shift the atmosphere of our lives. Oh, absolutely. And 
you're giving people like tangible ways to do that because it can opening your Bible can be overwhelming, especially if you've never done it before. I joke sometimes there's a chapter in my book about reading the Bible and understanding why you might not want to read it. Because if you turn to the wrong chapter (laughs) for your first time, it's like a genealogy and you're like, what do I do with this? Like, how does this apply to my life? And so I'm just so here for like real life, tangible ways to open your Bible and feel led through it. And so I'm really, I'm excited. I'm going to have to get one. And yeah. Oh, I'll send you one. Yes. I would love for you to do it and get your feedback. Yes, absolutely. So last thing I want to talk about before we go is you work with your husband. Yes. Yeah. We got to talk about that because my husband just came home from his full-time job like four months ago. And so we're working together now. What is that like for y'all? We love it. So I, as I said, I met Doug like right after college. And so right away we were dating and we kind of started working together. We had a little digital marketing company that we did. And so I don't really know anything different. It's just really because our worlds are like collided. And so there's no separation of church and state in our house. So it's like, (laughs) We'll be at literally yesterday. We were at Disneyland with my three boys, and then I'm like, Doug, you got to call this person. Like, I'll do Space Mountain. You close the deal. You know what I mean? So (laughs) yeah, it's fun. I don't know any different. My family together. So my dad like worked with his dad, and so I just grew up with family business. So it like feels very natural. But I guess it is like Doug always says, no, you know, no pillow meetings because a lot of times as women. Like we lie down to go to sleep and then I'm like, oh, tomorrow you got to do this. And did you email that person back? And, you know, your mind starts racing, but he is like in charge of a lot of the stuff. So he's like, we're watching Netflix and chilling like (laughs) doing right now. No pillow meeting. I love that. That's a good rule to have though. Like, because that's one thing we've discovered. He was in corporate America for the last 20 years. And now is managing kind of like my like advertisements and brands and and stuff like that on the back end. And the first I was in the bathtub and he came in like a week after he'd come home and he starts talking to me and I'm looking at him like, I am am (laughs) literally in the bathtub. I do not want it is eight o'clock at night. We just got our kids to bed. I don't want to hear about this like brand that wants to work together. Can we talk in this way? Can we put a pin in it? And we've kind of had to like build those boundaries too of like, it's nine o'clock. My brain doesn't work anymore. I can't talk about this with you. <laughs> or sometimes like we've had it a couple times. We don't fight a lot, but I am like pretty feisty. And so sometimes I'll be like annoyed for personal reasons or something yeah. like didn't pick the kids up or something stressful. Like, but then we have to walk into a meeting, you know? Oh, yeah. And so that's interesting or the vice versa, like at work, he'll be annoyed at me that I talked to someone or whatever I did a certain way that he didn't think was excellent. Cause that's another thing is Doug is super amazing and he likes to do everything like to yeah. the standard that's impossible yep. or like to do everything and do it fast. So we're yep. a good team and everything like that, but it's just, it's interesting because we're so opposite, which works well, I think for personal and business. But the the lines get blurred. And so you have to just be like, okay with it. And yeah. um, it just makes for like a lot of funny moments. I feel oh, like. yeah. Well, and yeah. I just love that. Like, honestly, just y'all seem really normal. And that's really refreshing. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. I mean, and that was a big thing why we wanted even to be on Housewives was like, you can have you. Why can't we show like success? You know, like right. we're a marriage and we really love each other and we work together. We're together all the time. But I think that that's actually really healthy. Absolutely. Oh, everything that's going on. And so does he. And we're so involved and it's makes life like super fun. So it really works for us. I can't yeah. picture like leaving and, but actually I was hosting this week, a Bible study at my house on Monday. And then a girl that works for us had to come and pick up a bunch of magazines. And so she walked in the door and my whole Bible study, like after she left, Doug's like talking to her and then he, they leave, they all were like, oh, I can't believe you let someone so pretty, like work for you guys. Like my, <laughs> I have like, my nanny doesn't have a front tooth. Like I was- <laughs> Like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, we have to have pretty girls working for us. Like it's part of our brand. They like yeah. in at like the parties. That's part of our like business is being around literally models. Right. And so it's just so funny. I was, but I was like, but I get that. And I know yeah. it her and I'm around her 24 seven. Like there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. But funny. I think if I wasn't involved, I would have been like, Hey, that's true. I'm nervous now. <laughs> well, and that's the worst when somebody points something out and you're like, oh, wait. I didn't even think that. Yeah. Now I am worried. <laughs> that's yeah. the worst. Well, yeah. I don't think you have any reason to be. <laughs> Supermodel. Come on now. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're fine. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. I'm so excited about your devotional. We'll definitely link it and your hey. social media where you're super active. And Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad we're buddies now. I'll get yeah. you a copy too and we'll be friends. Working with you, that's fun. Yes, it is. It is Good. so fun. Yay, thanks for taking the time. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.